I didn't see anybody run around the room because the Spirit of God got all over you. But those things will happen. Amen? Those things are already happening, not in this church yet, but they're already happening. I don't want flesh running around the room. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't want flesh running around the room. I want the Spirit of God to move you to run around this room. I want the Spirit of God to move you to stand up and holler, Jesus is Lord. I want the Spirit of God to move you or me or whoever to say, uh, I give you glory, Lord. I give you glory, Lord. And not be ashamed. Not be ashamed. Do you know if you're ashamed of anything of the things of God, it won't come to you? That's why I said what I said about God. If you're ashamed, it won't come. If you're ashamed, it will not come. Romans, I believe. Does anybody know the address for sure on that? It's Romans 16, I think. But if you're ashamed, it won't come. You can't be ashamed of the things of God. You cannot be the things that we're moving into this last day and hour. We can't be ashamed of the things of God. We can't be. Whew, man, I'm warm. I mean, I suppose my face is red too, is it? Anyway, I was, the anointing was all over me back there. And I thought, Lord, no. Are we supposed to go stomping our feet up here? <laughs> but I told the Lord, I said, you tell me I'm, I'll be obedient to do what you tell me to do. You just tell me I'm going to be obedient. Now, see, God will bless that. God will honor that if we're obedient to do what he tells us to do. Amen? Amen. Amen. Same with uh, participating in that. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay, I want to. I want to. I want to look at. And this is not my message. My notes or nothing. I'm just trying to hear what God wants to do. So, Matthew six thirty three. But seek first His kingdom. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. But seek first his kingdom. What things do you have, what things do you have need to be added to you? Have you got a situation going on that you'd like God to intervene on? Have you got a situation like that? Have you got a situation where sickness has been plaguing you? You got a situation like that? Have you got a situation where um, finances are an issue? Well, are you seeking first his kingdom? Most people will try to fix the situation themselves. Most people will run here and run there and run here and run there. I'm not saying if God instructs you to do, to do that, that's, that, then you better do it. But normally we need to sit down and find out what God says about the situation and then do it. Seek first his kingdom. God's kingdom. What is his kingdom, guys? Righteousness, peace, joy, love. Seek first his kingdom. Seek him. Get him on the throne of the situation and not yourself. Put him on. Put him as Lord in the situation, seeking first his kingdom. Nothing else matters. Nothing else is exalted. Nothing, 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 nothing. That's why I believe the Lord had us do some of the things we do. Because this morning that we we did, I believe the Lord had us do some of those things so that we were we were serious about Him being first place. We're serious about that, Amen. I'm serious about that. I want. I was talking with Jerry. I want. I want God's move right here. I want it here to happen. I want people to be healed, and we're going to have to get rid of religion. We're going to have to get rid of things that we think. Oh, that looks a little strange. Well, we haven't seen anything yet, guys. <laughs> we haven't seen anything. 
We, we don't have people here rolling on the floor in Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit laughter. You see anybody roll on the floor in Holy Spirit laughter? Well, I've experienced that, but we, we don't have that. When that happens, are you going to go, oh, wow, this is strange? No, are you going to embrace it? Are we going to embrace those things that God's going to do in our midst? No, you may be ministering to somebody. I may be ministering to somebody, and God may tell me to hit them in the belly. <laughs> huh? That happens. It happens. If God tells, I've, I've seen it myself. Kenneth Hagin, I think this lady had a big goiter or something. The Lord told him to hit her, hit her in the belly. And that thing just disappeared just like that. Just like that. I know of another minister, he got, he was in the prayer line, the Lord said, put your fingers in her mouth. He so he stood there and argued with the Lord, Lord, no, I'm not doing that, Lord. I'm not doing that. And the Lord kept saying, put your fingers in his, in her mouth. Well, he found out later that the, the mouth, this lady dealt with a tremendous amount of canker sores in her mouth. He did not know that. But he finally was obedient and she was totally healed. Totally healed. Are we ready to see some of those things? Are we ready to be obedient to do what God tells us to do? If I come up here and I say, we're going to stomp on the devil, are you willing to be? We're going to laugh at the devil. We're going to hold him in contempt. Are you ready to do that? <laughs> oh, boy. Let's see, Lord. <laughs> no, no. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. I just got to be obedient to do what he says to do, okay? All right, let's laugh at the devil, shall we? <laughs> you are so nothing. You are so nothing. <laughs> I got more power than you do. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Do you know that's so freeing? You sense the difference? That is so free. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, no, uh-uh. <laughs> oh, Jesus is Lord, amen. Jesus is Lord, and it is so good to allow him to be Lord. It's so good to have the Spirit of God move, amen? Move. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we're talking about the name of Jesus, which is above every name, amen? The name of Jesus, which is above every name, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, <clears throat> hallelujah, hallelujah. I just keep thinking, when Nathan's been here in the past, he's got you all praying, praying so loud he can't even hear himself. And I just, I'm just thinking that's, that's the way it's going to be when Nathan gets here, you know. And that's the way it should have been today. Should have been that way today, praying. Praying and, and seeking the Lord and putting him first place, amen? Okay, well, let's look at... Um, um, I, I want you to see, because we put the name of Jesus, Colossians 2.15, please. 2.15, and this is where um, Jesus disarmed. He disarmed the rulers and authorities. He made a public display of them, having triumphed over them through him, through him, through him. He made a public display of the demonic influences. They are nothing. That's why we can laugh at them. That's why we can stomp on them, because they are nothing. Now, they might not like what I just did this morning, and I'll, I might be talked to about it, but they're still nothing. When I say talked to about, 
situations that happen, but they're nothing. I still have the authority. We all still have the authority over all the demonic influences, all of them. The devil, it cannot be everywhere at once. I don't know if you've been told that or not, but the devil is, he's not like Jesus. He's not, omni- he's not omnipresent. He can't be everywhere. But besides Jesus is, is, uh, we have the Holy Spirit now. So the Holy Spirit is everywhere, but the devil is not. He has to use his helpers to put any oppression on us, <clears throat> on the church and on people. Amen. And so in, in, in second, um, in Colossians, uh, chapter two, verse 15, it says, Jesus disarmed the rulers and authorities. He paralyzed them. He brought them to naught. They have no power. They have no power. Amen? They have no power. Say, say the devil and his helpers have no power. They've been stripped of their power. And Jesus is Lord. Amen. Amen. Okay, so they, they have, they've been disarmed. They've been stripped of their power. They're paralyzed. They can't move. You use the name of Jesus, they can't move. And he made a public display of them. So just as we make a public display of them every time we exalt the name of Jesus, because we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. We believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. So when we we make a public display, we acknowledge the lordship of Jesus, like we were doing, acknowledge the lordship of Jesus, then we are making a public display. That means we believe in Jesus as our Lord, that any demonic influence or anything he can do. Amen? We believe in Jesus as Lord. Say, I believe believe that Jesus Jesus is Lord. Lord. Jesus Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is Lord over my physical body, over my finances, over my family, over my church, and my nation. Jesus is Lord. I declare it, and if I declare it, it's so. Because Jesus said to believe in my heart and confess with my mouth. And because I did that, it comes to pass. Because I seek God, I seek first his kingdom, and everything I have need of is added to me. I don't worry, I don't care, because Jesus is Lord. And that's fair. I just had to write that, never mind. Okay. Amen. Amen. Okay. So Colossians 2.15 actually makes that, makes that real clear that the enemy was stripped of his power. And so I want you to look at Ephesians and we haven't talked about the, the demonic influences very much, but, um, Ephesians 6, Ephesians 6, please. 11, no, let's just do 12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Always remember that. My struggle in here or my struggle with whatever's going on is not with flesh and blood. 
It's with the principalities, it goes on to say here. It's flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces, forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. My, my, my um, battle is with them. Amen? My battle is with them. It's not with flesh and blood. It's not with flesh and blood. Wives, it's not with your husbands. Husbands, it's not with your wives. Mom and dad, it's not with your kids. And kids, it's not with your mom and dad. Amen? Amen. <laughs> anyway, so, so that's, that's what we are, that's what we stand against. But see, it, it, it doesn't matter if all of those are named there, they've still been stripped of their power. They have no power. They have no power, only what you give them. They have no power. And see, our confession today is not giving them any power, right? So we give them power by the things we say that don't line up with the Word of God. We give them power by how we act that doesn't line up with the Word of God. Amen? So they have no power, only what we give them. And when we say things that are not in line with God's Word, or we do things that aren't in line with God's Word, or we act wrong, then those demonic influences, ah, I'm going to heap some more stuff on that person. Because they're, they're walking after me and not after God. You see what happens? So it's really important that our confession is right and that we do that. So let's look at um, 1 Corinthians, please. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Chapter 11, verse 1. And he, he's making this real clear here. Be imitators of me just as I also am, am of Christ. Paul, be an imitator of me as I imitate him, as I imitate him. You know how kids will imitate moms and dads and they'll do things just like them? Well, that's exactly, we're supposed to be imitating what Paul has done, what Paul has said in his word. We're supposed to be imitating that. We're supposed to be like him. Amen. We're supposed to be like, like him. Sometimes all we can do is we just see how others did it before us. Amen. Okay, and also in Ephesians, let's go over here to Ephesians 5.1. Ephesians 5.1, please. That also says the same similar thing. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God's God as a fragrant aroma. Amen? Okay, so... We're to be imitators. We're to um, uh, walk after the way Jesus walked. We're to be like him. And we can find out how he walked by looking at the epistles. Remember, I was sharing the epistles are to the church. And it's an explanation of, of uh, how we are to walk as the church, as individuals. Amen. And so um, uh, I, there's a scripture verse here I just missed, but... The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. Just so you know that we have weapons, but one of the main ones is the name of Jesus. And the weapons, the weapons are not carnal, but they're mighty. The mighty, the weapons are mighty. And that includes our weapons, the name of Jesus, our armor, um, the word, um, um, praying in tongues, worship, all of those are all weapons. But to look at them, it looks like they're not going to do or make a difference in the natural. But these are all weapons that deal with things in the spirit realm. Spirit realm. Amen. And, and things happen in the spirit realm first, and then they 
happen here. So we, we intercept in intercession or prayer or worship, we intercept the things that the enemy is coming to steal, kill, and destroy with. We intercept them, and they never manifest here if, if we are listening to what he says to do. So some of the things this morning, we were, um, we were doing some of that, but we're also um, gaining ground. We've lost ground, basically. We've lost some ground here. And so we need to pick it back up. And, and we're doing that. We're interceding. We're doing the worship on Wednesday nights. And I would encourage you to get here to the worship if you can. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful time in the Lord. And it builds you up and it helps you. I mean, there's just things that I've seen uh, in intercession where I've gone into that, the throne room. You know, when I pray, I always think it's the throne. I always, the throne room, we're supposed to be able to come boldly before the throne of grace. We're supposed to be able to come boldly because of what Jesus did, the price he paid. So I would always, I always picture myself going into the throne room. I was, I'm saying, Father, I need this, 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 and this, you know. But lately, um, I think this was a Wednesday night, um, I had had a couple of dreams, but I woke up in the morning and wasn't sure what I had seen. But Wednesday, on one Wednesday night, this was a couple of weeks ago, I was, I was praying and just spending time with the Lord like we do on Wednesday nights. But it was just all of a sudden I saw just all this beautiful gold and just silver and just, and the Lord said, well, this is the throne room and this, look at, it's magnificent. And so the Lord was saying, hey, you have need of it, you ask. You have need of it, you ask. But see, we a lot of times we don't ask. We don't ask because we, oh, God, God's not going to give it to me. What I ask. So once I realized, I said, Lord, I need this, and I need this, and I need this, you know. By faith, we do that. We ask him. We ask him by faith. We don't, we don't want to doubt in that because don't expect to receive anything from the Lord if you're doubting. And um, anyway, so uh, I'm going to get back to the throne room in a little bit, but I want to I want to take us over here to um, Acts 17, please. And we hit this one last week a little bit. Um, Acts 17:28. For in Him and who's Him there? In Him, in Him, Jesus. Yeah, I don't know who said that, but everybody was kind of saying. For in Him we live and move and exist. As even as some of your own poets have said, for we also are his offspring. For in him we live and move and exist. How do we do that? How do we live in him if he's not here? How do we live? How do we live and move and have our being in him? See, that's what our that's what we're supposed to do every day. We're supposed to live and move and have our being in him. If you picture yourself, like I said last week, like this box. Not that you're boxed in, but when you accept Jesus as Lord, you become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So you are in him at that point in time. You're in him. You live and move and have your being in him. So everything you say, everything you do, what God calls you to do, everything is all done out of that in him position. All done out of that in in him position. Amen? Everything. Everything we do. Everything should be done out of that. So when we're praying, we should be praying out of that in him position. When we're singing, we're praising him out of that in in him position. When we're worshiping in him position, when we're reading the word in him, when we go to our job, when we do our job 
It's an in him position always. Always in him. We live and move and have our being. Always, always, always listening. I'm always listening if I miss it with my mouth or if I say something that's not right. I'm always listening so that I can get myself in a place of repentance if I miss it. See, everything we do, whether it's job, whether it's school, whether it's me as pastor, I do everything to bring him glory. I do everything as unto the Lord. The years that Richard played football, well, he didn't really get to play because of certain certain things that were going on. They they had just certain situations. So we kept telling Richard, you do it as unto the Lord. Always play football or do whatever you do. Even if you're on the sidelines, you always do it as unto the Lord. It's never to get you glory. You're never getting glory in any of this. You better not get glory in anything that we do. And, and, and whether it's me up here, whether it's you in children's church, or whether it's you at your job, whether it's you telling somebody or praying for somebody, you never get the glory, should you ever. God doesn't have time for that. He doesn't have time for that. He doesn't, he wants, he wants the glory. He wants the honor. He wants to be first place in your life. That's what he wants. And if he's not first place in your life, you're not going to be happy. You're not going to have the joy of the Lord. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. You're not going to have peace. You're not going to have healing. You're not going to have the things that God's promised if, if Jesus is not Lord. Amen? That's why it's so important to live and move and have your being in him. Colossians 3, please. Colossians 3. Three seventeen, I believe. Three seventeen. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all, not just part of it, not just here and there, or whenever you feel like it. Whenever you, whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through Him to God the Father. We do do everything through Him. Everything through Him through him and if it doesn't pass the through him filter (laughs) then we don't do it right if it doesn't pass the through him filter say you'd really like to go drinking with your buddies tonight does that pass the through him does that pass that through him filter is that something god would be pleased about nah no so we don't do it right okay so um, okay, let's um let's go let's go on to um uh, let's go on to um Philippians two, please. We're kind of right here in these epistles. So this is our main scripture verse last week, but this is this is if you can I would memorize this in a in a, as fast as you can. It, it again it talks about how uh, Jesus humbled himself and he emptied himself, taking the form of a bouncer and being made in the likeness of man. He gave up his deity. And then it goes over here. And because of that, in Philippians 2, 9, therefore also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those who are in heaven, angelic beings and on earth, and under the earth, the demonic influences, and that every tongue should confess 
that Jesus Christ is Lord and, and to the glory of God the Father. And, and, and when we confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, it's bringing glory to the Father. Is that right? It's bringing glory to the Father because the things that happen because we declare Jesus is Lord is always going to bring glory to him. Always. Always. When I, when I minister to somebody, I just ministered to a young lady this week and um, a mother. And I think she was 20-something. But anyway, when I minister to people like that, they or, or anybody, if I pray for you guys, it's always in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Because uh, that carries authority. I use that name to bring a change, bring a healing, bring a deliverance. Whatever needs to happen to that person in Jesus' name. Amen? Okay, so every knee bows. So when I'm praying for somebody and let's say they're dealing with a spirit of infirmity, I command the spirit of infirmity go. How can I do that? How do I do that? In the name of Jesus. Yeah, because I have authority to command that to go in Jesus' name. Amen. And what does it have to do? Bow its knee to the name of Jesus or flee. Yeah, depending on what scripture verse we use. But, but, um, so, so it has to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. Okay, so if I'm praying about a situation and I say, Father God, I just ask you right now in Jesus' name to reveal to me your wisdom and knowledge and instruction. And I thank you, Father. I ask you for it in Jesus' name. Am I going to get that? Because it's, it lines up with the word. I ask for it in line with his will. And then the name of Jesus brought it to pass. We'll bring it to pass. Amen. Because I'm standing in his place. I'm standing in the name of Jesus to bring that to pass. So some people will use, will not use anytime I pray. It's always in the name of Jesus. It's always in his stead, in his position and in his place. It's always in the name of Jesus. And that way, when I'm in the name of Jesus, when I'm in that position, I can expect things to happen. I can expect things to change. I can expect answers to come. Amen? Can we do that? Yeah, we can do that. We're going to look at some more um, scripture verses. Um, So if you go on with uh, Philippians, let's see, every niche about. Then let's just flip over here to Ephesians. I think it's backwards the other way. Ephesians 1. And 21, and we talked about this last week, but you know, we can't hear this enough. I know has strengthened me on the inside in, in being bolder about the name of Jesus and about having that authority. So verse uh, 21 and, um, well, 20, which he brought about in Christ Jesus when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority. So Jesus is seated together and is seated in heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority. Remember last week we talked about we talked about where the over and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things in subjection under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church. Okay, then you, you go down here to chapter two of Ephesians and verse six, and he raised us up with him and seated us with him. In heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So where, we, we talked about all this last week, but some of you weren't here. Where are we sitting right now? Right, right hand to God and God the Father in heavenly places. 
In Christ Jesus, yeah. In heavenly places, we're seated together with him. In heavenly places, we are seated together with him in heavenly places. Yeah, I know, I know, like I said last week, I see you all sitting here. Your flesh is sitting here. Your bodies are sitting here. But spiritually, you're seated together with him in heavenly places. And if you have that knowledge, then you can tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy when you have that knowledge. When you have that knowledge, everything has to bow its knee because it is under your feet just as it, it is under Jesus' feet because you're sitting together with him in heavenly places. And remember the right hand as the hand of the right the hand is the hand of authority. Authority. So if we're sitting at the right hand, then we have authority too. Amen. Okay, so I want to get to, um, we talked about the seven sons of Sceva. I, I think we did do that, didn't we? Uh, Mark 16, going in the name of Jesus. Uh, um, Mark 16, that we are to cast out devils, uh, pray for the sick, um, and they'll you know, be healed. We do that. all of that. Mark 16, the Great Commission, we do it all in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen? So we can't get by without using the name of Jesus because that's where our, our position is and that's where our authority is, is using the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Okay. So anyway, he raised us up to seat, sit together with him in heavenly places. And, um, and so we go in his name. And then the seven sons of Sceva, remember, um, they said, uh, Jesus we know, Paul we know, but who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Do you have authority in the, in the spirit realm? Who are you? <laughs> do you know who you are in your position? So that if you do a deliverance on somebody, you know that you can command that demonic influence to go, and it has to go. And that devil's not going to come and say, who are you? I don't know who you are. Because, see, you have your authority, you have the name of Jesus, and you use that, and that devil's going to know who you are. I guarantee he knows who I am. Because I don't put up with it. Amen? I don't put up with it. And I'm not going to put up with it in this church either. <laughs> Amen? Amen. We are free in Christ. And if you aren't walking in freedom in Christ, then, then I'm going to help you get there. Amen? God is so good. He doesn't want any of us in bondage. He doesn't want any of us not knowing what we're supposed to do and why we're here, why we're here, and why what we're called to do. He wants that. And if you don't want to know and you don't care, then you just maybe won't want to listen to me anymore. <laughs> I mean, but I want I want you all to be able to do what God's called you to do. Okay. Okay, let's look at Acts 3, please. Oh, Lord, that's pretty bold. I don't know about that. Anyway. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, I did, I did, I did happen to... Oh, no, I'm not going to say that. Okay. Um, Acts 3, please. 3 through 6. And we, we know this about the lame man, you know, and, and Peter said, I, I don't have gold or silver, but I do have the name of Jesus. And that's what all of us have is the name of Jesus. But I want you to see that over here in verse 16, same chapter, it says, and on the basis of faith in his name, it is the name of Jesus which has strengthened this man. Faith in that name. That's what's really important. I said that earlier, to have faith in that name. And that's why we can use Romans 10, 9, and 10. If you believe in your heart 
and you confess with your mouth, then you have faith in that name, that name of Jesus, that when you command a demonic influence of pride and fear to get out in Jesus' name, you have faith in that name doing that on behalf of that person. Amen? Amen? That's right. So, so we, we, we need to have faith in that name because he's given that us. He's given every one of us in here the name of Jesus, which is above every name. Amen? Okay, so Acts, uh, let's just flip over here to Acts 16, please. Oh, good, we got plenty of time left. Um, Acts 16. Again, this is Paul and Silas. I want you to see this. Um, specifically, we go down, we've talked about a lot of these, but it's important to see exactly what happened. And, and because this little girl was following Jesus and you're such a, or following Paul. Paul is a man of God. I mean, if you had a, a young girl following you and saying, this is the man of God and this is a man of God and wow. Well, see, it was a demon. It wasn't, that wasn't legit, was it? And Paul got tired of hearing it. And, and besides, besides, if you got someone saying you're, you're this and you're this and you're this, it's not giving God much glory anyway, is it? Paul got tired of it. So here's what he did in verse 18, I think it is. And she continued doing this for many days. <laughs> but Paul was greatly annoyed, or you could say grieved or bothered in your spirit, man. He's greatly annoyed and turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out at that very moment in Jesus' name. Came out of that very moment in Jesus' name. So, so the name of Jesus there was working for that situation. Let's just take a minute here and let's, I want to do this confession. I had it up earlier, but let's say this. I passed this out last week and I, I think there's, I don't know, um, uh, this is what I had last week was a confession that had all these scripture verses that I encourage you to, to look that, look those up and it talks about the name of Jesus, but let's do this and then we'll move into the area of prayer just a little bit. The name of Jesus is great. The name of Jesus is mighty. The name of Jesus is powerful. There is authority in that name. And I have the right to use that name. That name has been given unto the church. That name has been given unto me. And I can use it. I believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You saw the difference on the, on the name and then in the name. Okay. I believe the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The name that is above every name. And that name is mine. That name is mine. Take possession of it. That name, the name of Jesus is mine. I stand in that name. I walk in that name. I live in that name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And so I would, that would just make you stronger and stronger as you confess that and you speak that out. You will become stronger and stronger in that. Amen. Okay, let's go to John 14, please. John 14. 
while you're looking for that, I was telling Jerry this morning that I had gone through and looked up all the names of Jesus last night and was writing everything down. Because, you know, when we say the name of Jesus, it's the same as Emmanuel, is God with us. The name of Jesus is peace. The name of Jesus is, is speaking eternally, eternity. He is light. He is life. He is healing. All of those things. And so... I would I would encourage you to do that. I thought the Lord wanted to use that today, but it was good for me to go through there and see what all the names of Jesus are through the Word, throughout the Word. Savior, Light of the World, Redeemer. Uh, anyway, it's good. Just I encourage you to do that. Okay, John fourteen thirteen through fifteen. And whatever you ask. Now we're moving kind of into an area of prayer, but we already been talking about that some in dealing with demonic influences or praying in, in, and whatever you ask in my name, I, I'll think about doing it. What's it say, Jerry? I will, I will do. Who's going to do it? Yeah, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Well, we're asking it in his name. But when we pray, we ask the Father in the name of Jesus. We talk to the Father in the name of Jesus. Okay? So when we pray, we talk to the Father in the name of Jesus. And then um, verse 16, it says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. And so that's, that's, that's an excellent as far as having the help of the Holy Spirit to know how to pray as well. Chapter 15, verse 16. Again, it says, You did not choose me, but I chose you. You could just meditate on that all by itself. I I didn't choose God, but I made a choice to accept Jesus. Amen? I made a choice to accept Jesus. You did not choose me, but I chose you and anointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. And whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. I want you to look at John 11, please. And this is um, Martha. Uh, this is about Martha here. John eleven twenty two. And this is when Lazarus... Uh, you know, passed or died. Even now, uh, 11.22, Martha therefore said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Verse 22, even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother shall live, shall rise again. So whatever he asks, he's going to give it to him. So whatever we ask of God the Father, as long as it lines up with his will, we are in an area of sin. And, and we'll, we'll hit some of those. But as long as, as long as we do it and we ask him in line with his will, he's going to give it to us. Amen. He's going to do it for us. Um, that, let's look at the same chapter over 43, please. And when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, Come forth. Cried out with a loud voice. Okay, he didn't do it like Lazarus. It's a come forth, please. Don't make me look stupid now. Right? You thought I was loud this morning? Hmm. You should hear what Jesus did. Loud voice, loud voice. 
Lazarus, come forth in Jesus' name. Amen? Come forth. <coughs> we got to mean business. Mean business. Mean business. Do we mean business with the things of God? <laughs> oh, boy, the Lord. Okay, verse 42. Uh, and, and I knew that thou hearest me always. See, Jesus said, I know you hear me all the time. Always you hear me. But because of the people standing around, I said, I said it, that they may believe that thou didst send me. That thou didst send me. Amen? I can believe it. You can believe it. But sometimes the people that are watching, they need to be reassured that Jesus is Lord of your life. Amen? Jesus will do what he said he would do and that he would raise people from the dead. So God always hears Jesus. We pray in Jesus' name. And we're standing in that, in Jesus, making my, making, I'm making my requests known. Okay, so Hebrews 4.16, we can come boldly to the throne room. We talked about that a little bit ago. And why can we come boldly? Why can we come boldly into the throne and, and talk to God our Father? Why can we do that? We're sitting right, yeah, yeah, that, that exactly. But Jesus paid the price. That veil was ripped and we were able to go right into his presence and say, hey, God, I want to talk to you about this situation. This isn't working. Do you think you can talk to him like that? Sure you can. Sure you can. You can say, hey, this is not going to work. I don't like who I am. Can you tell me what's going on here? Or you can come and say, hey, um, you know, there's places where we can plead, we can, uh, we can, um, you know, sometimes when I pray for, pray for people they know are dealing with sickness and disease, I talk to the father about, hey, I need that, I still need, I need that person. They, and they've done this and this and this and this. I plead my case. Just like an attorney does it in front of the, 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 what, that group that's judging or the judge. Jury, yeah. The attorney can plead the case. We can come before God and plead the case. We can make a good enough case. We can do that. We can use our authority in the name of Jesus and plead that case on behalf of that person. Okay, um, so God always hears this boldly. Um, um, so we can use the name of Jesus in prayer. We shouldn't be walking in any sin if we're going to pray, right? That's in, in that's in um, uh, Psalms. I think it's 66. If you, uh, we're not supposed to regard any iniquity in our heart. No iniquity. None at all. Absolutely none. 66. Can't have it. That's why God wants to get the church so cleaned up and to stop the sin. Um, 66. Am I right? Am I right, guys? Okay, 18, yeah, 66, 18. If I regard wickedness or iniquity or sin in my heart, my next door neighbor is not going to hear me. <laughs> the Lord will not hear me. Yeah, so those are things where we need to ask according to God's will. Let's go back over here to First John. You hear me pray this one a lot. Um, on Wednesday nights, because it is his blueprint to make it happen. First John five fourteen and 15. And this is the confidence which we have before him, 
that if we ask anything according to his will, so we need to ask according to his will, then he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, then we have the things which we have requested from him. Amen? And of course, you know, you do the, you, you always pray in the name of Jesus. Okay? So, um, another, one more, um, one more area that we can keep. God, Jesus had such a reverence for God the Father and, and, and such a love. And that develops as you spend personal time with him, a relationship, as you have a relationship with him. You, you come, you know, if, if I would take Nick and I'd say, let's, let's go have lunch or let's have fellowship. I would get to know Nick. I would want to get to know Nick and Nick would want to get to know me. Hopefully he wants to get to know me. Anyway, <laughs> I would get to know him and he'd get to know me. And, you know, maybe one time we'd kind of get some surface stuff done. And then maybe if we go have lunch again, then we, we might understand each other a little bit more and we get to know each other more and more because we're having a relationship, a fellowship. Um, I'm getting to know him and he's getting to know me because I'm spending time with him. Same thing works if we spend time with God our Father, with Jesus as our Lord, and the Holy Spirit. We need to get to know all three of them, actually. But we get to, we can develop that relationship so then we can say, hey, God, you know what? I don't like me today. What are you going to do about it? What can we do? And then he'll remind me of a scripture verse, you know? But we can come boldly and just say, he already knows how you feel about things. He already knows all about you. You're not going to pull any wool over his eyes. He knows, he knows what you thought the night before. <laughs> oh dear. He knows what you're thinking now. <laughs> he knows what you thought during worship. <laughs> he knows all about you. Amen. Do you how many of you believe that? How many believe that God knows all about you? He knows your every 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 thought and every deed. And you think you can get by with taking something out of a uh, out of a grocery store or stealing something and nobody saw you? Do you think you get by with it? Mm-mm. Absolutely not. You do not get by with it. And if you don't get caught that minute, you're going to get caught eventually. You're going to get slapped on the hands or you're going to get in trouble or something else is not going to go right in your life. Yeah. That's why it's so important, you guys, you kids, the Bible says to honor your father and your mother so that you will live long on this earth and everything will go well with you. Maybe we need to look at that. I, I heard that scripture verse at home. That's Ephesians 6, please. And, you know, it's, it's, um, and we don't have a lot of kids here today, but the ones we got, evidently God says you got to hear it. Don't blame me. I'm just the mailman, guys. That's what my, that's what my husband used to say. I'm just the mailman. Don't throw daggers at me. Okay. Ephesians 6, 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. And that commandment is that it may be well with you, or not commandment, that this is the result, and that it may be well with you, and that you may live long on the earth. Now, I don't know about, I want to live long on the earth. Amen? And, and fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. But children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, and that promise is that you may live long on the earth and everything will go well with you. 
Amen. You want everything to go well with you, you young people? Oh, boy. Do you you want everything to go well with you, guys, you young people? Yeah, yeah. Jump up and down and stomp on the devil. No, laugh at the devil. You want everything to go well with you? Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. (laughs) You want it to go well with you? Then it's really important that you honor your father and your mother. Obey them. You know what? They answer to God. They're going to answer to God if they miss it. God will deal with them. You guys do your praying. God will talk to them. <laughs> oh, boy. You guys hear that over here? Sorry. Sorry. If mom and dad are missing it, you pray. God will deal with them, okay? Yeah, you pray. You use the name of Jesus, though, when you pray. All right? God is so good. He's so good. I don't know what happened today, but we, we did our best. Amen. God's good. Do you want to laugh at the devil one more time? <laughs> God. <laughs> now, <laughs> I want you to do that. When you, you think everything is a mess, start laughing at him. And you know what? He just it, That's what my husband, I told this story last week, my husband did. This guy was flying around the room and six men were trying to hold him down. And, and my husband said, Lord, what, what, am I, what do you want me to do here? And he said, well, just hold him in contempt. And he said, start laughing at him. You know that devil didn't like that. He flew right up in that guy in Dick's face and and said, "What are you laughing at?" <laughs> he says, "You, you got think you got more power than the devil, and you don't. I mean, God, you got more power than God, and you don't. You don't have any more power, Amen." And so, so anyway, um, you know, needless to say, he got him baptized in the Holy Spirit. And, but in that, you know, that guy took it personally. But see, the demonic influences are lodged in our solical parts and and um, in our flesh. And so um, if you're possessed, that means if, you, if a Christian can't be possessed because you're already possessed by God. Got it? You're already given your, your new creature in Christ Jesus. So you can't be possessed by a demonic influence. But you can be oppressed in your flesh, in your emotions, in your mind. Um, um, you can be oppressed. So when you're doing a deliverance on somebody, that's where they are. And they are nothing. Remember, they are nothing. They are nothing. They don't carry any power. They have no influence or no weight. But you know what they will do? They will try to get you to take your faith off of what you're doing. And I had that situation this week. You know, I knew what I had done, what I had ministered, what I had picked up, and what I commanded to go. And um, and um, this girl that left, she, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. She was doing really good. Um, wasn't an hour, and we were back into the same situation. And so I just encouraged him. She did get baptized in the Holy Spirit, had her prayer language. And so I encouraged them. Um, they were at the ER. They were praying in tongues, both her and her mother. And um, and the girl was using her authority against a demonic influence, and so she she is home and um, and happy. So God is good. God is good. But see, it, it wanted to it wanted to say nothing happened, nothing changed, 
And I encourage them to stay on it, to stay against it, because what it what it does, it comes to get you to be fearful. It gets to tell you that nothing's changed, everything's staying the same, and it's nothing has happened. Well, that's the biggest lie the devil will do, will pull on you to keep you in the same bondage. You can't you can't once you're free, you have to walk that way. You have to fill those void areas. Anyway, that's a whole nother thing on dealing with devils. Demons, demons. <laughs> Amen. God is so good. God is so good. I want to pray for Marilyn, even though we stomped on that spirit of cancer. But Father, we just want to, hey, Lynette, come here. Would y'all just use you as proxy? Yeah. Father, we just thank you right now. We thank you, Father, for what you're doing. And, and, and that you are, Jesus is Lord of Marilyn's life. We thank you that infirmity, and cancer has to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. We command it to get off of her in Jesus' name. We're not putting up with it. You heard me, devil. I'm not putting up with it. She belongs to this church. She belongs to this family. Cancer, you have to get off in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that life belongs to her. And I command life to flow into every area, healing and wholeness to manifest now in Jesus' name. Strength to come into her body. Pain, leave in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, that by Jesus' stripes, she is healed and she is whole right now in the name of Jesus. Life flow, life flow, healing flow, healing flow in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I speak to her inner man to rise up in Jesus name that greater is he that's in her than he that's in this world father I just ask you to talk to her encourage her give her that knowing to yield to that greater one on the inside of her in Jesus name and everybody said amen 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 anybody else want prayer for anything else Well, I just have to say, Jesus is Lord. He's Lord of this church. He's Lord of every family here. And he's He's in charge. He wants you seeking him, and he's got good things for all of us. Good things coming. Amen? Good things coming. Amen. Anybody have anything from the Lord they want to share? Amen? Amen? Okay. All right. Well, God's good. And we're giving him glory. Amen. Just lift your hands and close your eyes and tell him, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Father. I love you, Holy Spirit. Thank you that my steps are ordered. I yield to your leadership. I give you glory. I give you the glory and honor that is due you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen.